Welcome to Books with Bitches, and I'm Maria. And I'm Madison. Welcome. And today we are on section two of The Red Tent by Anita Diamond. Yay. We're going over sections, or the second story, my story, starting at chapter three to Egypt. Let me tell you, it was a wild ride. Yeah, it was. Do you have any thoughts over this section? Other than it was fucking wild? About the entire section, or I was wondering when it was gonna start speeding up a little bit. Cause I like, like I told you before, I didn't have too many notes in the first part of this section. But once we got to the end, and of course, my I ran out of sticky notes. But I wasn't even like worried about my sticky notes. I was like, let me get to the like. I need to know what is going on. <laughs> I need to know what's gonna happen. Oh, why is this happening? So. I thought it was good. I also really like this. Like, you know, maybe I'm just boring because I'm like, I really enjoyed this section, like all of it. And then like the last two chapters, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I audibly yelled, oh, my God. And Khaleesi kind of looked at me because she's like, I changed the where my chair is, my reading chair. And so she like curls up with me. And so she's passed out. And I yell, oh, my God. And she looks at me like, what's wrong? She's like, mom. It was a wild ride. You ready to go into the chapter by chapter summary? I am. Okay. So where we left off, Jacob is leaving, is leaving Laban's camp to go home. It just goes over who's going with them and how they're packing stuff mm -hmm. and who's to be trusted with what. And then eventually... I think they they have to leave without Laban's blessing because Laban went out to gamble and they're like, we're not leaving during nighttime like we're fucking thieves in the night. Like, we're leaving now. Yeah. We're not waiting. But wasn't Laban's point of staying out like basically like a big middle finger to them? Being yeah. like, you have to wait for me and you can't leave without me. But And then Rachel and the... Rachel can steal the teraphim. Yeah, but they also um, drugged their brother. Which was smart. Well, yeah. Who was, he's also like a fucking creep. Well, any of Laban's children were weird. Well, you're going to include all the wives in that? Not the wives. I'm meaning from his other marriage with Ruti. Um, Ruti. Yeah. Rip, Ruti. That was the big thing that happened in the last section. It was just like Dinah comes across a dead body. Yeah, and then she can't. Yeah, I felt bad because like I haven't even said, seen a dead body personally. So for what she's probably like eight years old at this point. That she's she pretty young. Yeah. Oh, we also learned that Ina. Yeah, Ina tracks him down. Is like I'm going with you. <laughs> yeah, which I was happy she did. I kind of was like, yay, because I like Ina. She's like she's good people. Oh, this is the one talking about how Ina was just like, I'm so done with Haran. And like, she's telling the story of the deformed stillbirth. Yeah. And then she's like, I accuse the father of also being the stillbirth's father. And they beat her. And yeah. she's, like, she's like, I'm hightailing out of here. Like, Go. it's crazy to think. Go Ina <laughs> for spitting in his face, though. Right, for, like, knowing that that was wrong. But, like, it's crazy to think that back then it was almost normal, in a sense, for, like, those kinds of relationships. I don't think it was normal. Because, like, when Laban, Laban, 
sorry, when Laban tried to like make the moves on his daughters, his wife beat him. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. I think maybe from a male perspective, it's normal, but from an ancient woman perspective, it's like, yeah, right, fuck so you like and that. every man who does that. Right. Cause you see that a lot where it's the men that are trying to do stuff and the females are the ones that are like, whoa, 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 that's disgusting. I don't think Jacob has done anything gross up to this point. All, like, And he wasn't even like fornicating with the ewes. He was just leaning up against his tree, whacking <laughs> his massive cock. Stop it. <laughs> okay, Zopa. <laughs> Is that not like a funny joke I can say now? At least That's while we're reading the red tent. Yeah. Basically, she was like saying how she got kicked out of the town because they're like, she's a witch. <laughs> oh my God. She's they're, a witch. <laughs> they're like calling her an abomination and everything. And it's like, yeah. God, Ina. <laughs> well, then she's like, idiots, all of them. And I was like, she's great. And then I had, I was going to say, like, Zilpa basically said that Ina showing up to the group was a good omen. And that they all really did like having her presence there. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I have an opportunity to get, like, a, another great healer on my team, hell yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially, like, when most of that area knows of her and knows that she's, like, really good at healing and midwiving. Yeah. Like, and they're saying how great it is to be out of Laban's shadow. shadow. Yeah. I even marked that, too. It was... Sweet to be at the beginning of a new life. They also make a reference to them leaving of the the land of the two rivers. And that's how you know they're settled. Like, obviously, we know they're in Haran. And that's like mm -hmm. the northern end of ancient Mesopotamia. Just for your reference. I'm going to pull up ancient Mesopotamia. You should actually just go on and Google Bible Maps Jacob. And you'll get to see their entire journey. And then there's like Zilpa singing the something about like someone swallowing a fly. And I was like, is this the origins of the old lady that swallowed the fly? Oh, you know, I made a comment about that too. I was thinking of, you know, the song in like, it's a cadence. And it's like, there's a log at the bottom of the sea. And on the log, there's a frog. And on the frog, there's a bump. And on the bump, there's a fly. And on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, I was thinking about like swallowing large animals. <laughs> Do you not know that like kid song? Um, it's been a while. What is it? The old lady in the shoe? Old lady in the fly. She swallows the fly, and to catch the fly, she swallows a bird, and to catch the bird, she swallows a cat, and to catch the cat, she swallows a dog. And I think at the end, she explodes. She dies after swallowing a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I like my version better. That's sad. <laughs> Just, how are you swallowing these animals whole? Please tell me. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not swallowing these animals. Yeah. So they come across the, the river and it, I believe they're at Euphrates River. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think, doesn't she get stuck? Um, or like get, goes too deep? Yeah. She lost her footing and fell backwards, but Judah grabbed her. Because that's what good older brothers do. She thought it was a river demon. <laughs> but then she said that she had a dream. You're a child of, or Ina said, you are a child of water. Your spirit answered the spirit of the river. You must live by a river someday, Dina. Only by a river will you be happy. Which I can't wait to see what that has to foreshadow. Because I, I feel like that definitely 
Because it's been brought up multiple times how she waters something. Honestly, it makes me wonder if Rachel actually smells like water or if Dinah just thinks she smells like water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because as a child of water, I feel like she's like predisposed being like, she smells like water. I know what it tastes like. Uh, it depends on where you are and what the water tastes like. The water in my mom's house right now tastes gross. And then we get to... Laban comes back at some point. Yeah. It's... Okay, so... Basically... can't tell you the page. But on the day before the new moon, they had stopped to give us time to prepare for the red tent. And she had even said, she was like, all fears of Laban had finally disappeared. Because, like, for so long, like, both Jacob, like, all of them were just kind of like, oh my god, Laban's gonna show up. And then finally, when they let their guard down, it wasn't until the next morning... In a nightmare haunted by Laban's voice, but it was no dream. My grandfather had arrived demanding justice. Give me the thief who took my idols, he bellowed. Where are my teraphim? When he when he showed up, I was like, he's like a booger that never goes away. You know how like you inhale and exhale and there's that one booger that just keeps flaring out and it just, you keep wiping it, but somehow it manages to stay on your nose. You have such cute um, comparisons. I was going to call him herpes. Oh. Or that too. <laughs> You're like, it's like a booger. And I was like, STIs anyone? But the fact that he even went into the red tent to go find them, he must really want these teraphim. I think it's to show like, how desperate he was for the teraphim. That obviously you're... You're Christian, so you don't have idols. But I think it's like equating. It's like, you stole my God. But even Rachel said they were hers too, right? I mean, she is his child. But I liked how Rachel was basically like, screw you. I think all three, all four of his daughters were like, (laughs) fuck off. I took them, father. I have all the teraphim. All of your guards, uh, all of your gods, they are here. I sit upon them. The teraphim of our family now bathe in my monthly blood by which your household gods are polluted beyond redemption. You can have them if you wish, she says calmly, as though she was speaking of trifling things. I will dig them out and even wipe them off for you if you like, father. I was like, go Rachel. Like, yeah, I didn't really like you to begin with because you're kind of a brat. But you standing up your dad and like telling him to like suck an ass definitely was like, okay. Rachel does have like some redeeming qualities. Like obviously she's very useful. Right. She's a trained midwife and a good healer. Everyone is capable of being a shitty person and having flaws. You know what I mean? But if we want to go back a couple of pages, the thing I was talking about before we started recording, when we were talking about other foreshadowing things, I don't know what page it is for you, but for me, it's page 114. It says, I noticed that Reuben's devotion to Bilhah had not faded over time. Most of my brothers, as they grew into their height and sprouted beards, loosened their childhood ties to the mothers and aunties, all except Reuben, who liked to linger near the women, especially Bilhah. When he called for her, she replied, yes, brother, even though he was her nephew. She never spoke of him to anyone, and I don't think I ever heard her voice or ever heard her give her voice to his name, but I could see their abiding affection, and it made me glad. Just definitely some uh, love there. You can't even call it incest vibes because, well, I guess she's technically his aunt. She is, but Jacob and all of them are cousins, so. Accurate. <laughs> it's ancient Greece all over again. <laughs> And what I do have to say yeah, but- about the, the teraphim is you have to remember these women are Sumerian and at least follow the Sumerian religion and Jacob is not. Right. So. 
Yeah, but Jacob was also very um, accommodating. Paranoid. Well, he was accommodating, but then he became paranoid. That hasn't happened yet. I've noticed it before the incident. Oh, I I didn't. So good for you. It well, was, was doesn't he say he like? Well, he starts getting weird dreams, right? Yeah, and like starts getting paranoid and like walking around everywhere. Yeah, like basically when he was younger and canoodling and making all these children, and he was a good leader. But then they even say somewhere he began to lose that leadership. I think it's covered be- in the in the book right after Laban leaves. But even Ina like makes comments about how like his personality, like not his personality, but his characteristics have changed, kind of thing. And they like kind of mock him because they're like, "You're you're doing too much almost." Well, so but- here we have like the allusion to the actual Bible story. That's like Jacob had washed his brother's face as Esau pieced together the family treason, and the, my father was ashamed. Jacob understood the pain in Esau's belly, and he knew if he had been in his brother's place, he too would have given chase with a drawn dagger. Would you like to know what Jacob did to get the birthright? Sure. I'm reading from my children's Bible, by the way, because it's fun. I have my youth Bible, but. This one's easier to get right. There's pictures. (laughs) There's fucking pictures. It's great. Once when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stuff, stuff for I am famished. Therefore, he was called Edom. Jacob said, first sell me your birthright. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. So he basically tricked him, right? Yes, he tricked him okay. because then he was yeah, starving. It. And it's just like, oh, you don't want to die? Give me your birthright and I'll give you some stew. And the fact that that, like, nowadays, if that happened, you'd be like, no, no, no. Like, I take it back. Like, you can't do that. Oh. But can you? But we really don't have that now. No one really has, like, birthrights now. And if your parents leave a will and you're not, like, included in it, you're just kind of a dick. Yeah, there's a reason why you're not in the will. Or it's because your parents are assholes and didn't put anyone in the will. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) I I feel like that's a sore spot. (laughs) But yeah, no, if you you made your brother sell you his birthright for some fucking lentil stew it's like or some fucking chinese (laughs) it's like jacob jacob why are you a dick jacob's conniving but he's also very smart but then you have to ask why does jacob have god's favor isn't god supposed to like the nice people god also hung out with prostitutes so not god jesus but but i don't know i really wanted you to say god is also a dick (laughs) but okay We don't know what God is. All right, whatever. (laughs) So Jacob's going crazy, and then he finally goes really crazy. Yeah, because he stayed across. Okay, this is what bothered me, okay? That he says, Reuben, see to the animals, don't bother with the tent. The night is warm. I'll cross at first light, right? And and Leo was not pleased with this, as would any normal person be, because like, I don't even like when I don't hear from Joshua when he's flying at night because I'm like, oh, my God, I start thinking the worst. I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. So, of course, you know, when he responds with tell your mother to sit on her fears, I'm neither a child nor a doddering elder. I will sleep by myself under the sky as I did in my youth when I traveled north. Be ready to leave in the morning. Well, you know what? You kind of deserve that because you were just screw you, man. I mean, he has a, a point. You know what I mean? It's like Jacob saying, like, I'm not a fucking kid. Yeah, but you're also in a place, I don't know, good for him for wanting to be alone, but I know for a fact if I were in the woods by myself, 
Uh, and sleeping without a tent. Um, jokes on you. They're in the desert. That shows you how long I've been in the parking lot. I was like, this is, the, this is the Middle East. Come on. Well, because later we learn, you know, what was in that area. I don't know what you're talking about. I am talk. <laughs> what? But anyway, so they find him crushed and broken in a wide circle and he was naked. So my question is, did someone do this to him or did something do this to him? Jacob fe- felt God in that Chili's that night. Say in that Chili's. Did you did you not watch The Office? No. <laughs> All right. There's like an episode where they have like their award ceremony in the Chili's, and Pam is super drunk, and she like gets a Dundee, and she's just like, "I feel God in this Chili's tonight." Well, Jacob definitely felt God <laughs> in Chili's. God said, "Give me your clothes." Let me break your. Didn't bones. he also like break his arm? <laughs> Or his leg? Or his leg was, like, popped out of the place? Um, okay. Have you seen H2O, the show about mermaids? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's There's a point to this. Okay, so when they were taking care of Jacob and they were praying to all the gods and goddesses, she, you know, Dina heard her father weep and beg for mercy and he called out to his mother, Emma, Emma, like a, like a lost child. I started laughing simply because I started thinking of H2O because they're Australian. And one of the girl's name is Emma. And, but they have the Australian accent where they go, oh no, condensation, Emma. <laughs> is that what that meme is from? So that's what I was thinking about was Emma, oh no. <laughs> so I was laughing. And so I probably looked like a psychopath, but I feel bad that Jacob broke his leg, but. I also don't feel bad because now he's paranoid. It's just kind of like when you're in a lot of pain and you think you're dying, I think people just kind of call for their mom. Yeah, I would. So yeah, just like me, as her father recovered his health, his fear returned even greater than before and changed him. Jacob could speak of nothing else but his brother's revenge, and he saw the nighttime attack and his struggle with the army of angels as portents of the battle to come. He grew suspicious of any attempt to calm him and sent gentle Reuben away. Instead, he came to, came to depend upon Levi, foreshadow, who let Jacob number his worries endlessly and nodded grimly at her father's direst predictions. Because I was like, when they said that, I was like, Simon and Levi are the worst of the children you've had. I mean, they were mean as kids. We haven't really yeah. gotten, like, people grow up. But from what it seems like, they haven't yet. And if anything, they've gotten worse. So I was like going to your, like, you know how it's like bad, what is it? Negative energy loves company. Misery loves company. I was like, I don't don't know what this negative energy shit is, (laughs) but. (laughs) The fact that instead of going to someone who's calm and collected and like maybe, like the story probably would have been a little bit different if Jacob had gone to Reuben instead, because Simon and Levi obviously had some type of influence on Jacob. So Um, then Dinah and Joseph. I keep wanting to call him Johan, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, I have a friend named Joseph, but I call him Yosef. I'm like, Yosef! <laughs> so I always would be like, Yosef, but yeah, Joseph. <clears throat> they go to uh, where God was present, and they're like, what is this place? They went to Chili's. <laughs> and then I think she says, this is where Joseph starts acting weird, and he yeah. starts getting dreams. They also say that the air seemed as dead as Ruti lying in the wadi. That is... Terrible. 
When I read that, I was like, ooh, no, not Ruti. She doesn't deserve this. You're like, oh, that's icky. Um, it gave me the ick. It gave me the ick. It did not give me the ick. It more so gave me the, oh, I'm uncomfy. Is that now what the uh, ick is? No, slightly different. So... The ick makes you unattracted to someone is a turn off. As much as a dead person is a turn off to me, it's more so <laughs> I hope dead people turn you off. <laughs> she wanted to leave, but she couldn't move. Joseph told me later that he would have fled too, but his feet were rooted in the earth. We lifted our eyes to the sky, wondering if our father's fearful angels would return, but heavens remained empty. And then the fact that they saw a freaking boar. That's why I said it when I was a young warthog. Because I was thinking of <laughs> Africa, right? I was about to be like, you you do not mess with the wild boars. And you're like, when I was a young warthog. <laughs> is, is Pumbaa freaking out some, some ancient children? So... I don't know. Maybe, you know, he needed to eat some food. But yeah, you know, the fact that they were like, what was that? And that's what made me question. I was like, was it thieves that attacked Jacob or was it a boar that attacked Jacob? Or was it really God? We assume for this medium that God exists. Okay. So I'm going to say it was God. I want to say it's the boar, but I don't know. You think the boar took Jacob and dragged him out, dislocated his leg and stole his clothes? <laughs> Have you seen The Lion King? That's something Timon and Pumbaa would do, okay? All right, Timon is not there. It's only Pumbaa. <laughs> but anyway. I don't think okay, this is the right so... area of Africa, by the way. <laughs> well, I guess we could say it was God. Maybe he was visited by God. I I don't know. This is the one part where I'm like, was he, was he not visited? Did he have a dream? I don't know. I think he's been having dreams. But then we see that Joseph, Yosef, um started having dreams but they were too big for her ears alone yeah which is crazy well so that's why um like obviously we know jacob is the favorite son and like not only because he's the favorite son of jacob's joseph also like has like big dreams and he starts talking about it and i think one of his dreams he tells his brothers that he sees them all bowing down to him and joseph's brothers are like we're not bowing down to a fucking baby which is something that they said earlier in the book when they were playing like king and queen and then the older brothers made fun of them for bowing to the babies or shadow yes Ooh. so now we're in chapter four we get to finally meet Esau. Ilzapet. Ilza is it Ilsafaz? Eliphaz. Eliphaz. How did you say it? Eliphaz. 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 I don't know. Elephant. Um <laughs> I'm sorry if we pronounce these names wrong. It's it is very hard. But he seems like a nice man. And the fact that he even said, like, you know, my my father is coming to see you, and then paranoid Jacob goes, No, no, no. I'm gonna beat him there first so he doesn't attack. My family. Do you not know, think it was funny, like watching Jacob go off his rocker, and then Esau shows up, and he's like, "Brother," <laughs> he's like, "Calm, calm down. Like, get off the ground. What are you doing? You're embarrassing me. Stop it." It's like, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> he's like, I, 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 I made a bad decision when I was hungry. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was kind of beautiful that you know they all were like, you know, tears were running down their face, and they introduced the family. 
And then I thought it was so sweet that she finally, and she, I mean, Dina, finally meets someone her own age. Oh my gosh, she gets so excited. <laughs> be friends to Tabia. And I was like, oh my god, finally. She finally, like, she doesn't have to play with Joseph, which isn't bad because she likes Joseph, but she finally has, like, another girl to share secrets with. Just for that short term time that they were together, though. Oh, we get introduced okay. to all of the cousins. Yes, and then you see, oh, holy bummer. My youngest wife, Esau, said she died last spring in childbirth. Do we make fun of them for not being able to cook now or later? Oh, we can't make fun of them. Well, let's go back. Let's go to the point of the woman fell to work, but they were kind of like, you know how you do the white people smile? What? When you, the white people smile. When you're walking down the street and you see another person and you do that, like, you kind of like purse your lips a little, like a little smile, but you don't smile with your teeth. Yeah, I don't do that. I put my head down. I look the other way. I'm like, please don't talk <laughs> well, to me. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, a, it's like a thing. Like if you don't make eye contact, like you make eye contact with someone, but you really don't know what to do. And you kind of go, mm. like a, you, you never did the lifeguard shrug where you're just like, please don't look at me. No, I, I mean, I do that now, but every once in a while I get caught making eye contact with someone. I got to awkwardly smile. But that's what it was. Like, that's literally what I pictured all the females, like when they're working and they're just kind of like, Hi. You know, we know you're, like, kind of related, not by blood, but, like, by marriage. And, like, it's kind of weird, you know? I mean, it would kind of be like if I ran away with my husband for five years and then came back and all my siblings were married. And now it's like, ooh, new people. But here she's talking with Tabia in their – did they ever talk about – oh, she did. She told Tabia about the red tent and how her mother celebrated the new moon with cakes and songs and stories – Leaving ill will outside for the duration of darkness and out how I, the only daughter, had been permitted inside with them throughout my childhood. Um, at this, we both looked down upon our chests and pulled our tunics tight to compare what was happening to our bodies. Tabia sighed and I shrugged and then we laughed until our eyes filled with tears, which made us laugh even more. Did you ever do that as a kid? Do what? Try and see how big your boobs were by going like this. Bruh, I grew up never having boobs. I still don't have boobs. Like I Me never, I never got that, that fun activity. <laughs> oh, oh, or did you ever like grab your boobs? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Well, way to make me feel weird. It's not like you feel weird. I just I don't have any tits. We've been over this. It's like convex over here. <laughs> Sorry. Is it concave? I'm an idiot. Concave, convex, convex. There's a little something. Nah. There's not a lot. <laughs> but I noticed that Tabia never said anything about their traditions, which we see will play a later role in the story, but shows the difference of cultures. Yeah. And I think she tells her, like, she's like, I'm trying to be a midwife. Mm -hmm. That she doesn't want to get married, that she doesn't want to have kids. Like, And I like how she said, you know, like, the fact that she said, I hope for 10 strong children. Whoa. Whoa, girl. Her mom had 10 strong children. <laughs> And then, then Tavia goes, you have no fear of childbirth? What if the pain? What if the baby dies? I shook my head. Midwives do not live in fear. And I realized I had, I had come to think of myself as Rachel's apprentice. Does your say midwives do not? Mine do says not midwives do not fear life. Yeah, it says midwives do not fear life. That's not what you said. What did I say? I think you said midwives do not live in fear. Maybe I did. I don't know. I have a recording of it. We'll find out. <laughs> Isn't it the same thing? <laughs> no, there's a difference in saying we do not live in fear and we do not fear the miracle of life. Oh, 
Okay. My, as I was. You ever seen that joke where it's just like maternity wards where there's the greatest highs and the lowest of lows? No. No. Well. Sorry. I'm also fucked up, so. Stop saying that. (laughs) What? No, it's just like you either have your baby or your baby's fucking dead. There's no in between. Stop it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the woman uh, ready the meal. Esau and Jacob disappeared. That's nice. Oh, do they bring up the grandmother yet? They brought up the grandmother, I think, a page back. Um, I like how they basically were like, Rebecca is a bitch. Well, yeah, so it says... Taba said that the woman of her family did not mark the moon's death and rebirth together. That's another thing that the that the grandmother hates about the wives of Esau. Tabia said, you know our grandmother, I asked. You know Rebecca? Yes, said my cousin. I saw her twice at barley harvests. The grandmother smiles at me, though she does not speak to my mother, nor Adeth, nor does she take notice of Olibama when she was alive. Olibama. Olibama. The grandmother says hateful things about my mother, and that is wrong. My cousin knit her brow and her eyes filled with tears. But I love the grandmother's tent. It is so beautiful in there. And even though she is the oldest woman I ever saw, her beauty is not erased. The grandmother tells me that I look like her, even though it is clear that I resemble my mother in every way. Yeah, she, uh, I don't like her already back to while the women readied the meal the i like how i noticed edith stiffen at the sight of bilhah adding handful of fresh onions to her dried goat stew but all judgments were masked under thin smiles amid the rush to prepare the feast that's what i mean when they're like hmm i see you but why are you doing it like that because you know women they're catty i mean if if women weren't catty would we be men But I also like every woman noticed who had taken the most of her stew, her bread, her beer, and each man took pains to compliment the food served by his brother's wives. Esau drank deeply of my mother's beer and favored Bilhah's onion and goat dish. Jacob ate little, but did his best to honor the food brought to him by Basemath and Edith. So basically, we know Jacob's wives are bomb-ass chefs. Yes. Can we talk about something weird for a second? Sure. I bought a tortilla press. Okay. Okay. I suck at making tortillas. No, I want a tortilla press, so. Well, because I've like, I've tried like flattening it out with the pan and it's never thin enough. And then I try rolling it out with my rolling pin and it's never circled. It's never a circle and it, it pisses me off. So we bought a tortilla press. It was $18 on Amazon. You should look. And then when I was telling my brother about it, he was like, well, if you were a good little Mexican child, you would know how to do that in the pan. And I said, you're a fucking Asian loser. And he's like, yeah, but everyone thinks we're Mexican. And I was like, I'm the only one in our family who gets accused of being a skinny Hawaiian. But when you make tortillas, you don't put it in the pan. Like, you have to press it out first. He was saying they just, like, press it down in the pan. And I was like, I have never seen anyone make (laughs) tortillas like that. I was like, my best friend's a fucking Mexican. And I wish I should call your mom and just go over and steal her beans. Oh, yeah. Well, remember, they don't live there anymore. They moved. So you can't go through that backyard anymore. I know I can't, like, I can't longboard into your backyard and, and scare your animals anymore. Aw. Rip. But anyway, they sing songs and share stories. And it was a wonderful time. And they all have a great time. Esau leaves the next morning. And then I like how they were saying goodbye. And they say, take heart. We will be together again soon at Grandmother's Tent. 
I heard my mother say we would surely meet you there at the Barley Festival. Remember everything that happens from now until then, so you can tell me. I thought that was so sweet. Yep. And then, um... So they made it to Succoth, Succoth, which baby, I mean, baby. Everyone had babies again. Rachel didn't. Bilhawk could see it, but she was miscarried. And then so did Leah. But it talks about how Dina held her sister, who hadn't been named yet, and that she wasn't afraid to hold her dead sister. Her face was peaceful and her hands were perfectly clean. The fact that, like, her mom saw her sorrow, she let her carry her to the burial. I thought that was kind of sweet, you know, because losing a child isn't easy. Oh, yeah. I was not afraid to hold that small death. Her face was peathful. But every you and goat born twins, or every goat bore twins, and all of them survived and the flocks grew quickly, which made my father prosperous men, which meant brothers could wed. So Judah marries Schwa, which is funny because I call Joshua Schwa sometimes. Um, I love Judah and Schwa. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll find out later. And Simon and Levi had wives that were turds, too. But I like how Rachel, you know, made a comment. Too bad their grandmothers could not cook, eh? <laughs> yeah. But then and Leah smirked, and I'm on the page next. Leah smirked in agreement. When it is Dina's turn to enter the bridal tent, I will show them all how a wedding feast should be arrayed. She said, running a hand over my head. But they like schwa. But they didn't like... Ilutu or Inbu. Yeah. Which then you see too, like the the difference of customs and cultures and how like they, the mother, like Leah, Bill Hazaba, all of them feel that their traditions are going to be lost because the wives of the sons refuse to partake or even learn their culture. I think it really is more of a religion thing at this point because I think all of these women that they're marrying all follow abraham's god which is we know comes to be either um, judaism or christianity or whatever and they are obviously from a polytheistic religion and that's why we don't have the red tent now it's just i wish we did because shit getting three days off just to have my period tell stories and chit chat i like i just like period memes (laughs) and now it's like oh my god are you on my cycle oh my god we're still we're cycle sisters. It's blood sisters. Cycle sisters. <laughs> of Jacob's oh. older sons, only Reuben remained unmarried. Yeah, we know why now. My eldest brother seemed content to serve his mother and to do kindness to Bilha, whose only son was still too young to hunt. But then we see Rorenro. Rorenro? Yes. She seemed cool. I mean, usually messengers are pretty cool. With her red hair. Mm-hmm. She, okay, to be honest, I kind of had like a girl crush on Warren. I think Dina did too. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and then the fact that she's eating olives and cheese and fresh bread. That sounded so delicious. Like when I read that, I was like, that sounds so good. I feel like you would really like charcuterie boards. Oh, I do like charcuterie boards. Give me some of that cheese and some good Can I get you a... Uh... <laughs> charcuterie board that says shark coochie on it because who can say charcuterie right not you <laughs> obviously i'm not going to me france and, me and joshua like making charcuterie board he's really good at making charcuterie boards surprisingly does he like charcuterie boards he loves cheese <laughs> i mean he's a white dude yeah i have i have to take um mir- what is it miralax not miralax that makes you 
I have to take um Imodium? No, what are those things called with the little cow on it? Cuz cuz if you're like lactose intolerant, I can't think of what it's called. I don't I think it's lactate. Yes, I take lactate before I eat my charcuterie board. You ever see a map of people who are lactose intolerant? No. Or like it's like if your family's from here, you might be lactose intolerant or prone to it and it's like everyone but like western europe because that's where all the cheese was like from (laughs) so if you're a if you're a white dude you could probably eat all the cheese you want the last thing i have for this chapter is we're going to grandma's house yeah i mean it sucks that she was excited to go see her grandma I mean, wouldn't you, you be excited to see your grandma for the first time? Maybe because of the image that like, so she honestly thought her grandma was like the greatest thing in the world, which makes sense. I, I get that Jacob is the favorite and like Jacob probably talked Rebecca up a lot, but Taba kind of like gave her a, a warning. Yeah, she definitely did. And she's like, no, she doesn't like my mom. I like how when we start chapter five and they're like flurrying to get washing and mending and sewing and Joseph's robe. Decorated with bands of red and yellow, earned him some awful teasing from his brothers. He ignored their taunts and swore he preferred the garment his mother had made for him over the dull stuff that the men were given to wear. I couldn't tell if he was putting on a brave front or really liked this his finery. <laughs> I think Joseph was probably like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I look good. <laughs> you see these threads? <laughs> Isn't Jacob like nine at this point? Oh, yeah. Oh, do you so. see the guest star? Oh, do you so see cute. him? He says hello. He says, what are you doing? I'm gonna tippy tap all over your shit. Um, oh, Bobby. Getting, did he spill something? No, he he's just walking on my keyboard. Oh, he's you, cute. Um, you we see that she gets her first copper bracelets. She loves them. Jacob walked beside Rachel. Leah discussed the animals. Like, they're all, like, nervous because they want to make Rebecca happy for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like it's like yeah i want grandma to like me but what is she gonna make me do divorce my husband i already have like 10 kids by him okay so they get they get there i'm like really excited to talk about this part they get there and they talk about what she looks like that she's the oldest person i've ever seen her years proclaim themselves but the beauty of you still clung to her she had the egyptian style eyes um, with black coal around them aloof as a queen which definitely is a good description for her because I did not right off the bat I just didn't have a good I don't but then we bring on the women who serve her and their names are Deborah and I started laughing because I thought of I knew you were gonna do that I was like she's gonna lose her shit Deborah Deborah has it who's Deborah oh I'm sorry Brenda I just put, they get a very lackluster greeting from Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but then, then you see like, the difference between Rebecca and Isaac. Yeah. She is not nice to Isaac. No. He's blind. <laughs> and then we have like, she full on does interrogation mode with Leah. Yeah. But I was, I was like rooting for Leah because like she basically was like answering all her questions. And Rebecca was kind of mad because she was like, wow, she didn't react the way I thought she would, as most people do, which is drop their eyes and not talk to me. But who was the one that screwed up? Bilha? Yeah. Bilha dreaded her interview with the grandmother and stumbled as she approached the old woman. The grandmother frowned and sighed while Bill kept her eyes on her hands. The silence grew heavy, and after a short time, Rebecca turned and walked out, leaving Bill Ha alone with the beautiful tapestries that seemed to mock her. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor Bill Ha. It's just kind of like we... I'm surprised Zilpa didn't say anything. Oh, I know. Because I feel like if anyone said it's like something like to piss Rebecca off, it would have been Zilpa. Definitely. And then 
she gets reunited with Taba. That was very like Ugh, was you so ever like sad. watch a scene of a movie and you're just like, I wish I could fast forward it so I don't have to like keep watching this go on. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt reading this part. I was like, I don't want to keep knowing, like I don't want to know. Just like end it now so that way I don't feel even worse for her. Yeah. The girl will suffer for the rest of her days, and your compassion will is well-placed, but your hatred is undeserved, daughter. It was not her intention to harm Taba. I think she loved her well enough, but she had no choice. She was defending her mother and herself, me and your aunties, you and your daughters after you. The great mother, who goes by many names, but who is in danger of being forgotten. One second. Do you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to go back upstairs. He was like, I want to leave, but I, I don't because he ran back down the stairs and was like, you, you have to go up the stairs to leave. Poor Bubby. He is not very smart, kitty. Oh, and then didn't they kill Adam? They killed who? Taba's mother. No, I don't think so. No, they do. It's, it's like highly implied that they kill her. Let me find it. No, I thought they just they like put her on a donkey in like a straight jacket and sent her off. Yeah. Is that Edith crawled away? Now Tavia was now on the feet, sobbing. No, no, no! Take my name and call me Deborah too. The grandmother turned and walked away from the death throes of Tavia's hope, wrapping her cloak tightly around her body as if to protect herself against the misery before her. No, no. So um, a couple of page after that, it's gonna go. Edith disappeared during the night, taking my friend with her, strapped onto the back of a donkey like an offering not yet dead, with a rag stuffed in her mouth to muffle her cries. Yeah, no, I don't think they killed her, but they definitely, I think it was Tavia that was crying so loud that they stuffed her mouth to shut her up. Oh, honestly, it's just terrible. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I get why Rebecca did it, but it's also like, have pity on Tavia. She was too young to have a say in what was going on. I just, it's like, not, not even like, oh no. <laughs> You're but then. Your legacy is not going to be carried on. Oh, well. Right. But then it blows my mind that, like, then Leah comes up to her, comes up to Dina, was like, you're staying with your grandmother. Oh, that was, like, terrible. She I only like, wants you. What did she say? She wants you about, only. Yeah, well, I started thinking about, like, me having to stay with my own grandmother, and I hated being with my grandmother alone because it was just so uncomfortable because, like, we were constantly walking on eggshells to make sure she was happy. And, like, I feel like Dina felt the same way. And she's like, I don't know what to do for this lady. Like, I've met, this is the first time I've ever met her. And she already casted out my family member. So, yeah. In her defense, she didn't want to cast out the family member. She did. No, because I'm pretty sure she wanted um, Taba to inherit her role. And I think, I don't think she says it yet, but she says it at some point when at the end, Dina's right? with her. She's like, I should have taken her when she was a baby and raised her myself. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I never spoke to Tavia about Tavia to my grandmother. And then they had talked about where in row, um, how they had to bury her. Well, before that, Dina has to listen to all the be mean to all of her moms. Oh, I know. Rebecca's just mean. I don't like her. I mean, she is the matriarch. Arguably, but she can she can say whatever she wants. There's a plus where she says, you are safe from that fate. Your mother will not let them turn your maidenhood into a prize. She will not permit your blood to be anything but of an offering into the womb of the great mother. You are safe that way. Some other unhappiness awaits you, though, which... Something I cannot fathom, just as I could not foresee the end of Renro. Perhaps your sorrow will be nothing worse than a lost baby or two, or maybe early widowhood, for your life will be very long. Blah, blah, blah. Dean is not the heir either. I see now that there will be none. Memory will be 
forgotten and the tent will not stand after me. But then she hits Dina with the whole, I forgive you for hating me and wave me out of the tent. Bum, bum. I was like, okay, Rebecca, go off. All right. Chapter six, she goes back home. And she realizes how loud and stinky and annoying. And the stink. <laughs> But she realizes it's the men. Like, the men are the stinky ones. If you work with goats all day, tell me you don't come back stinky. I mean, now there's showers, but I just... Like, when I used to work on a horse ranch, I literally smelled like horse shit until I took a shower when I came home. Well, yeah, but they didn't shower, so they... Well, this is why the camp smells. And work with livestock. Cows. But she grew accustomed to it, and Ina caught her uh, peeping at her siblings I, I think we might have missed it where uh judah says he doesn't want to go to the barley festival because he wants to stay with his uh oh his wife his wife and like anymore. and then all the older ladies make jokes about hearing them yeah and i was like you know, like ooh, judah's a very virile lover <laughs> that's, that's gross and then they basically go into another place or they like travel to another place in the mountains where heaven meets earth everyone likes them except for bilha because she's in the shadow of ebal which is the name of the mountain on whose side we raised our tents it's so big here i feel lost new place new place which then leads to another story um we begin to see more well i have in my notes where it's like dina is very curious about the birds and the bees <laughs> for sure because that's why she's caught Peeping on her brother. I have um, Simon and Levi are fucking trouble, man. Yeah, like the the peace in our tents, except for Simon and Levi, who dwelt in the ever widening margins of their own discontent. The fact that they kept bringing up Simon and Levi, I was like, red flag, red flag. Oh, you're not even holding her. Right? I got excited. Red flag. <laughs> Simon and Levi keeping mentioned now, and I know. Oh yes, foreshadow. They, they frightened me with their black looks and the long knives that always hung from their belt. I was like, why did they put this in there? I was like, this has to deal with something. I don't know what, but it has to deal with something. Well, I, I thought it was going to be the, the thing with Joseph, which is, okay, so you know how I told you I consulted like three different Bibles to like look at this story? So I obviously have my children's Bible because I thought it was to be funny and I was going to see if like, oh, is it included in this one? The answer was no, because it's a children's Bible. It is in my youth Bible and there's a funny thing. Well, it's not funny, but we'll talk about it. Little like okay. section for like teens or whatever. And then I, my mom lent me her her Bible study Bible. They don't go over it. Like she had yeah. stuff before that section underlined and like... um annotated and stuff but then i got to this part and i think the page prior she had notes on it but not this hmm. and i was like hmm is there is there something the diocese wants to not talk about there's a lot of stuff they want, but that is neither here nor there have you seen spotlight Mm-mm. you should watch spotlight on netflix yep but she gets her period yay yay so dina is and a the woman fact now like, but she was questioning she's like do i tell them and keep it a secret so i can remain a child and then she's like nah like let me go get this like sacred you know i'm about to get my fucking three days off bitches but i was kind of confused okay so with the whole ceremony or whatever they basically I'm made her drunk i'm so excited is, to talk to you about this which is fun I would like to be drunk in my first period, not my dad telling me I'm not a woman. So they do all of this. Okay, so they they find her. She finds herself outside with her mother and her aunts. We're in the wheat patch in the heart of the garden and hidden. Wait, place we have to. Grain. We have to talk about the quote where I posted 
on Instagram. So they massaged my neck and back as I was as supple as a cat. Yes. Is that not funny? I mean, it's not the funniest thing that's in this book. It's just like, it's so random where it's like, I, if, if I posted that quote, would you be all like, is, is this about a biblical story? What are you reading? Well, the, the thing is, is that they never mention a cat. They mention dogs fucking. They mention ewes and sheep, but never a cat. Okay, first of all, cats domesticated themselves. And cats were also very royal. Yes. So she felt like royalty. I love kitties. That makes sense why they put it in there. But I I did not giggle at that. I think I was more so like, oh, yay, she got her period. <laughs> <laughs> and they're making her drunk. But, okay, so. Then Rachel brought out the teraphim and everyone fell silent. Rachel laid them out carefully and chose the goddess wearing the shape of a grinning frog. Her wide mouth held her own eggs for safekeeping while her legs were splayed in a dagger-shaped triangle, ready to lay a thousand more. Rachel rubbed the obsidian figure with oil until the creature gleamed and dripped in the light of the lamps. I stared at the frog's silly face and giggled, but nobody laughed with me. And then I have on page... <laughs> 172 to 173 accept the offering of your daughter in my mother's name in your name in her blood she may live in her blood may she give life it did not hurt the oil eased the entry and the narrow triangle fit perfectly as it entered me and i faced the west while the little goddess faced the east while she broke the lock on my womb and i put unexpected dildo is that not what just happened i i don't think Okay, as much as I felt the same way you did, I don't think they were trying to make this sexual, but because we're both immature and <laughs> the, also the time that we live in, it is very weird to have your own mother stick a figure <laughs> of a goddess in your fucking poos. <laughs> I was very blown away. I was like, I can't believe I'm reading this. This almost feels inappropriate to read. And I'm trying to think of it in a biblical sense and also like a, you know, be mature sense. I couldn't do it. I laughed a little bit. Okay, because then so. she goes, when I cried out, it was not so much pain, but surprise and perhaps pleasure. Are you telling me I'm not supposed to laugh at this? Because I did. I just think it's so funny that like, I I thought it was funny. You thought it was funny. And then when it was, I was writing notes, my husband walked over and he's just like, does that say unexpected dildo? And I said, Yes, it does. And he's like, what are you reading? <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was very flabbergasted. And it doesn't help that it says, my mother's moan softly in sympathy. It also made me go back to, have you seen the movie Midsummer? Everyone keeps talking about that, but no, I haven't seen it. Oh, there's scenes where like all the women are moaning and like screaming at the same time as the girl, like they're mimicking her. And that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like it was kind of like a, it's bringing them together as if they're one, like what you're feeling is what we're feeling type thing. It's a sympathy thing. I just it's a very it was... weird movie, but that's what I got. Uh, did that just come out? No, it's been out for a while. Oh, I don't, I just heard a lot of people talking about it recently. And I was like, are we talking about Midsummer's Night Dream? No, no, well, it's a good movie. It's, it's weird, but it's good. But anyway. I just thought this part was funny. It was, it was like, fun. Well, it's also like a big cultural difference, obviously, because there's like a whole ceremony for her. And then we see what happens <laughs> after the ceremony. That she has a dream. Well, there's that. But I meant I was referring to um, Levi and Simon again. Where? What page? It's on the next page in my book, and it says, When Leah went to tell Jacob that his daughter had come of age, she found oh, out he already knew. Yeah. 
Inabu Inbu had spoken of it to Levi, who would whisper to his father of abominations. Which it's like, Levi, first of all, it's not even your business. And Jacob, you've been knowing that this has happened, that they always had some type of tradition. I don't think he knew the extent of a woman coming of age. No, no, he didn't, but he was okay with it. But now he's not okay with it because Levi said something. Well, it's weird because his mom right. practiced the same way. But this is where he basically was like, no longer will you do this. And he like takes the teraphim from Rachel. Yeah. And then I was, it just blows my mind. And then I put a comment on Jacob began to frown at the red tent. I was like, you know what, Jacob, like you're only frowning because Levi said something and you shouldn't even be listening to Levi. But that was all I had for that chapter. Yeah, that's basically all I have. Other than I'm just like, quote unquote, the weird Mesopotamian rituals or Sumerian rituals as we know as their culture. I don't know. Maybe we should look up more about Sumerian fertility stuff. If you'd like. Not right now though. It's been a long recording. It has. These recordings for this book always... What? It's because so much happens. Yeah, like, it's slower paced, but there's still think interesting things happening. Well, we're right. on the last chapter, so we're close, I think. Or last two chapters? Two. Yeah. Okay. This is where we learn about... Sh we begin to see more of Shechem and more... Well, yeah, so the in the in and out of chapter seven, I believe, is she goes to the city with Rachel to help uh, give the help with a birth. The city's not what she expects it to be. She thinks of Taba or thinks she sees Taba. Yeah. And she meets Shalom for the first time. And it's like weird because they like run into each other and he's like, ah, she's like, <laughs> spook. Like, they don't say anything to each other. They just stare at each other. Meanwhile, there's a lady giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> Let me leave her alone in there. And then um, she goes back home and then she's called back to the palace to keep Ashan, the woman who gave birth company. And then she goes to, into the city with one of the maids. And when she comes back, she's alone in the courtyard and Shalom is there and they kiss. And I was like, oh, cute. Her first kiss. And then it escalates. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> He covered my mouth with his mouth and pressed his body against mine. And I, who had never been touched or kissed by a man, was unafraid. He did not hurry or push. I put my hands on his neck or on his back and he pressed into his chest and melted into his hands. When his lips found my throat, I groaned and Shalom stopped. He looked into my face to discover my meaning and seeing only my, only yes, took my hand and led me down an unfamiliar corridor. I was like, first of all, is this even allowed? Because technically they're not married yet. To be fair... I would like to say, I think from 1000 BC to a little to like 600 BC, I think it's like the middle kingdom of Egypt, women had a lot more rights than they did later and premarital sex was encouraged. Oh, I didn't know that because I was like, is this, is this allowed? Well, yeah. obviously it's not in Jacob's culture. Reading this, I'm a little bothered. <laughs> just... This is wild um well it's just like things started happening so fast out of nowhere i was like oh like you said her first kiss how sweet and now she's basically given up her flower to this man that she's had you know some dreams about well then i have like she's been fucking set up because yeah. unlike me renefner's son had never been able to hide his heart from his mother renefner had despised the women of the city since they had arrived in shechem as a young bride stupid and empty she branded them all they spin badly weave atrociously dress like men and know nothing of her 
of herbs. They will bear you stupid children. We will do better for you. And then she meets Dina and they're mm-hmm. like, we found her, ah, which is yeah, also yeah. shady. But it's also, okay, to be honest, I would have liked this to happen. No one disturbed us. Night fell and food was left at the doorway. Wonderful fruit, golden wine, fresh bread and olives and cakes dripping in honey. We ate every morsel like famished dogs. Beef, you need to make your dad nice and food every time we, you know, leave it outside the door. That's not Thief's job. Well, I don't have, you know. I mean, it's not their children doing it either. It's like the servants. (laughs) But yeah, so basically, like, we see that the relationship, yeah, as much as it is intimate physically. But you never see Dinah saying no. No. Which is different. Then from the book. Yes. She was not defiled. But we begin to see that their relationship's blooming a little bit. Like, they really do truly love each other. And Hamor goes back to Jacob to be like, hey, I've got all of this. I will give it to you for your daughter. I really don't know why they had to tell Jacob that things had already happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they hadn't have said anything, he would have said, okay, cool. Let me take it. I don't know if he would have been cool with giving his only daughter to an Egyptian king. I think either way, it wouldn't. It would have been less bad. Yeah, yeah. That was like I was just like, why are you? As later, it's like used as a threat, saying, "Well, no one else is gonna want her." Yeah, which I think that was their whole thing. We see that Renefer made this whole plan to get Dina and Shalom together. So it's like, why would Hamor not do the same? I mean, it it is underhanded. But again, at the end of the day, like, Dina didn't say no. And she really likes him. And he really likes her. Because you see that later when they're having, like, when Jacob's like, I need to talk to my sons. And they basically are like, no, revenge. My sister has been ravaged by an Egyptian dog. Our sister did not cry out, nor does the prince cast her aside. Let's see. I will say there were some smart guys in there. The brothers were like, no, like, why would we mistake this blessing as a curse? Meanwhile, the ones who have a say and that Jacob's listening to is Simon and Levi. Well, then there's Joseph. (laughs) I think it happens later. If my brother is so concerned about the shape of our brother-in-law's penis, let our father demand his foreskin for a bride price. And he's just literally being sarcastic. And Jacob goes, no, that's a good idea. Let's do it. (laughs) And Joseph's probably like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Have you ever said something sarcastically and then people are like, that's a good idea. Let's go ahead. And you're like, I no, that is all the time. It just blows my mind. You you have to know. It's like Bilha goes to like go see Dina and are you okay? Is is this what you want? And then Bilha's like, like did- you're glowing. I'll go home and tell them that this is what you want. And then all the men decide to speak for Dina and say, no, she was raped. Because men have all the say in the world. Well, it's basically that now what's happening in the red tent you definitely see it more here because in the bible you get one point of view which is the men's point of view and you're like oh yeah she definitely got raped of course they they took revenge i i feel like that's why my mom's friend is not getting back to me who knows i mean it's i and that's what i want to know is is this book romanticized or is this telling i actually have um discussion questions that they asked the author basically and one of them was why did you portray dina's rape as consensual and her answer was she's like because no one asks dina what she thinks in 
in the Bible verse and you don't see Dina's opinion anywhere. And then you see the way Shalom is reacting to like, well, I I need a foreskin dowry and right. it's okay. I, I want to marry her and I'll f- make everyone be circumcised. And like we were talking about earlier, it's like you wouldn't do that for a prostitute. Right. You would do that for someone you loved, someone you wanted to marry. And that's why uh, she said in her interview, she's like, that's why I didn't portray it as a rape because I don't think it was. That's good to know. But it just it blew my mind that the brothers felt that they could say something when they didn't even bother to like get to know her while she was growing. The only one that knew her was Joseph. I think Reuben and Judah knew her a little bit more than the others and part of like the younger clan because they all hung out together for a while but she always calls Reuben gentle Reuben because he's the one who's like if no one else is taking care of the kids it's Reuben right. Judah's the one who saves her in the river but she and then like and Levi she, she's also said Reuben Judah and Joseph are her favorite brothers and I think those are the three that she relates most closely to as we continue on we see that Hamar and Shalom get the circumcision done they're the ones that don't make any noises, but the rest of the men do. And she does like explain her, like proclaim her fears of like, what if something happens to you? Blah, blah, blah. It's like she almost kind of sees something happening to him. She just doesn't know what. And then this is where I was like, holy shit. And Fief looks at me like, what? what's wrong, mom? First, there was the sound of a woman screaming. Something terrible must have happened to that poor soul, I thought. Trying to turn away from the keening, shrieking, shrilling cry. Too dreadful for the real world the noise of a nightmare. I could not push it aside and sought to awaken from my heavy sleep and escape the cries. They grew more and more frightening until I realized that my eyes were open and that the tormented soul I pitied was not not a dream or even distant. The screams were my own screams. The unearthly sound was coming from my twisted mouth. I was covered in blood. My arms were coated thick, warm blood that ran from Shalom's throat and coursed like a river down the bed and onto the floor. I was so sad. I was like, she just got married. And then you have Rebecca saying, early widowhood. Yeah, which is crazy. But then the fact that she was like, I heard no footsteps and had no warming before. Strong arms seized me, prying me loose from my my beloved. They carried me off the the bed, trailing blood, screaming through the blackness. It was Simon who lifted me and Levi who stopped my mouth. I was like, oh my gosh, I would have, I didn't know. I never saw this coming. Where's your flag? Because I didn't read the Bible. So red flag on me, but also, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, gods. Oh, heaven. Oh, mother. Why do I still live? I've told Joshua, if he dies, I die. Like, (laughs) that's it. And you see, she said that why is she not dead? Because she wants to be. I also thought of the Song of Achilles and how they wanted to be buried together and how she made, I was going to say a reference, but she basically made the same reference saying like, let me be buried with him. Yeah. And I was like, that's hard. And then you have to remember, yeah, you don't think that about your rapist. No. No, you don't. So. Then we go into chapter eight. And the skinny of it is Dina curses her family. Jacob loses favor. They flee. Rachel dies on their journey to Bethel. And. From a, from a giving birth, huh? Yeah. For Benjamin. And I think his name was supposed to be something else, but. Benoni. Yeah, and then Jacob changed it to Benjamin because it was supposed to be a curse, and uh, he was like, "I have none of that." And then, we oh, see- did you mention how Jacob changed his name? Yeah, um, yes, it does because no one wants to be associated with Jacob, the butcher of Canaan. I like how it says it. So his name obviously was Liar. 
so that you serve the God of Jacob was one of the worst insults one man could hurl at another in that land for many generations. And I was like, oh, that's what that comes from. Oh, I've never heard that insult before. <laughs> so he changed his name to Israel. And then we just basically see the downfall of all of Jacob's tribe. And it's um, Dina basically goes over the, I don't, I don't want to say history, but basically the history of what all the the down the mishappenings the bad things that happened to it just made me so sad like seeing like to them. he he hurt bilhah and then basically like broke her teeth and then she just well he like disowned reuben too yeah i'm like no no one's at fault here except for you levi and simon you own up and like he and the fact that she was like she was there and said jacob or like was yelling his name and he emerged from his tent trembling. Jacob, your sons have done murder, I said. You have lied and connived and your sons have murdered righteous, blah, blah, blah. And doesn't he respond with something saying like, I didn't know. Oh, he blamed Simon and Levi and turned his back on them. But I saw full understanding in his clouded eyes as he stood before me. I saw his guilt before he had time to deny it. So he knew. I mean, it doesn't say that in the Bible, but if we go off this, then yes. <laughs> it just was crazy. And then Zilpa dies. And I was like, oh, that's sad. But then the fact that Leah, how she died, it was just like she would have rather drank poison than die the way that she had died. Didn't she just basically be like become a paraplegic? And then we have, uh, we have um, if Reuben had found me, I would have watched my curse wrap itself around its neck his neck unleashing a lifetime of unspent passion and unspoken declarations of love for bilha and of hers of for him when that dam broke they went breathlessly into each other's arm embracing in the fields under the stars and even inside bilha's own tent they were the truest lovers the very image of the queen of the sea and her lord brother made for each other yet doomed for it yeah and, and then, then other arm Zilpa dies because Jacob finished smashing the paraffin. Yeah. And she basically was eating sand. Pika. That's one way to go. So yeah, what a wild ride. They went from, we're going on a trip from Laban to, I'm going to curse my entire family because they killed the one I love. Yay. Talk about a ride. All right. Next time we're reading this, we'll be in Egypt. Yay. So we're reading from Egypt to the end. I'm, I can't wait to keep reading. And then do you want to go, do you have discussion questions or do you just want to do mine? Um, we'll do yours. I'll come up with some for next time. Okay. I have, how do you think the family traveling affected their lives? I think at first when they went to Succoth, I think it was for better because like you see like the relationship with Dina and the, the water and how that's starting to become more of her. It's starting to form her almost. And like she said that it was very fertile like they were having kids and like it was good like they were prosperous but then I think after the whole attack that you know Jacob meeting God at Chili's I think that definitely kind of reversed everything all the prosperity that they were receiving was starting to dwindle away didn't he get meet God in the Chili's before they made it to Succoth no 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 it was they went to Succoth they stayed there then met Esau started traveling met rebecca or like in between that then they he had that thing i thought they were being fertile after they met esau no because they just stayed in succoth for two months that's not where their their tribe thrived it's where they move right after they meet esau and that's where it is and then after they decide it's not enough land they move to where the mountains meet the land but either way i think it's like after that whole like where he has that incident 
is where everything starts turning around because he becomes paranoid. Then he starts listening to Simon and Levi. Like, I think if they had stayed with Laban, it still would have been just as bad because of how much, like, they hated Laban. But to think about it, Laban would have died probably eventually. Yeah, but Laban would have left everything to his sons. And, and his sons were just like him. Right. So I don't I don't think it mattered. Either way, if they traveled, they were destined for some type of... Misfortune? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do you think it means to be a child of the water? I don't know. I feel like it definitely is going to... We're going to find out when it, we get to Egypt. Okay. But... Because I, I was I like, I know water, like, basically means life, especially in, like, ancient civilizations, because there are... You can't... The reason Mesopotamia started where it started is because it's between two rivers. The reason Egypt was so successful is because it had the Nile. Like, ancient civilizations started around rivers because water is life. So, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Who do you think the favorite wife is? Um, I think the favorite wife... The favorite wife... The favorite wife is Leah because she's basically the figurehead, like the matriarch of the family. But I think the one, and this sounds bad because there's, I'm going to say he favors Rachel because she's so pretty. But I think the favorite is Leah because he knows that she's going to get stuff done. You want a pretty wife? You want a practical wife? Or why not have both? I mean, you have four wives now, so. (laughs) What do you think of Rebecca's representation? She reminded me too much of my grandmother that I just already had a sour taste in my mouth. I thought it was like, weird that everyone's like she's old and has loose skin but she's beautiful and i was like what it's just she had she had so much of a say and like how like they said she was aloof like a queen well she is the queen of that tribe and she's also like an oracle so yeah i mean i get it but she's just I didn't like her. What do you think of Dina's behavior after she returns home from Rebecca's? Oh, shoot. She has every right to be annoyed. Everyone stinks and they're all loud. Yeah. You think it's just like growing pains? It's definitely a growing pain. And then what do you think Rebecca's goal was to keep her there for so long? You know, I don't... You know how she had like made the comment about how I should have taken Tabia as a child and raised her myself? I think she kind of wanted to have a say in how Dina was going to be raised. But also, I think because she had, like, prophesied what was going to happen to Dina in the future, I think she also was like, let me take care of her and she can see kind of what might, you know, like, how I can infiltrate her. I, was, I think she was trying to suss out if she could be the new heir. And I think Tabia had what it what Rebecca wanted and then Dina just didn't. How do you feel about the Bible's portrayal of the rape of Dina versus the Red Tents version? I think we already touched on it. Like you made a good point of how the Bible is written in a male's point of view. Well, that's because you had that meme last time where you're like, women get the Red Tent while men get the entire Bible. Yeah. Well, but then we see too, like, even in the red tent, we see that the men are like, oh, she's been defiled. Like, they, like she's a prostitute. And it does coincide with the Bible and how the males felt that she was a prostitute. But the difference is, this is written in Dina's point of view, not Jacob's point of view. Yeah. I will say, it was, it was sus how that marriage happened. Yeah. I didn't like that they basically conned. I was like, both of them. bamboozled. Yeah. I mean, children. Like, like, no, stop it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I have. 
Okay, well, I think that was a good session. I hope you guys enjoyed the second part as much as we did, even though it threw us in for a loop. Do you have any theories for what's gonna happen next? No, and I wish I did. I wonder if we're gonna meet Joseph in Egypt. Probably will. Again, there's a fly and I can't find it. <laughs> so I hope it's a fly and not me just hearing voices in my head. Oof. Um, meow. But anyway, I, I feel like we might see Joseph, but I feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past the Bible to gloss over a sibling's reunion in Egypt because it's the Bible and we don't focus on women. Right. My phone has been listening to us. I went to put session and it just went to defile. Oh, nice. <laughs> Weird. But yeah, I, I think they might meet up again. But yeah, that's all like really I don't have much. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to go into like the 12 tribes of Israel. I don't know. But yeah. There Yay! <laughs> well, so next episode, we're going to cover Egypt to the end. Oh, I like I'm ready to read it, but I don't want to read it because I don't want to set up for heartbreak. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope we're past the worst. I don't know. She might find someone else because if we go off of the family tree okay if we go off the family tree dina is definitely pregnant oh yeah and it looks like she might marry someone else or shalom had another wife mm. so I, I don't know well we'll have to see i guess we'll find out next time well thanks for thanks for listening yay and we'll uh, catch back up next week yay. okay bye bye <laughs>